Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wild Wild Will. My name's Mark. I don't like how you said that. Lily and Eric here. You say that every time. Um, This is the podcast about Will Smith's movies. We're going through all of Will Smith's movies. And uh, for this podcast, Mark, you know, you guys say it. You guys say uh, Wild Wild Will. I'm going to the Wild Wild Will. Yeah. (laughs) Going straight to the Wild Wild Will. Yeah, thank you. It's the movie <laughs> Bad Boys 1995. Jerry Bruckheimer produced. Don Simpson produced. Michael Bay directed. Martin Lawrence getting first billing on that bitch. Bad boy. Over bad Will boy. Smith. He was kind of the lead. He, he was, was definitely the lead in this one. Yeah. Our boy uh, Martin Lawrence. Um, we got our um what's his name cypher from matrix is it Cypher? oh joe pantaleono <laughs> joe hell Pintale- yeah we got Tia a lot of major all right I'm, i know we're like i i'm just gonna get right into it because i have a matrix theory here on this bad boy whoa okay um so it's cypher right from the matrix the bad guy from the matrix yeah i think so yeah he's like the I um mistake yeah he's the he plays the captain or whatever the the, oh. the the cop captain. He's he's always just yelling at yelling at the boys. Be better. Get the heroin. Right. There's a bunch of bad boys. So he's always yelling at the boys. He's playing that character. Matrix connection. You know, I mean, famously, Will Smith said no to the Matrix. Right. I think yeah. he was offered the Matrix and Keanu got it. Um, also, so Cypher gets the option to leave the Matrix. Right. Mm-hmm. Agent Smith's like leave the Matrix, and he says in that scene, "Make me, make me an actor or something." This is him being the actor. Oh my god! What? I can't in believe you Matrix. wasted any of our time just saying that. Mark, this is that crazy. Four years before the Matrix. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's connected. You know it's you know that shit's connected. <laughs> I like literally just like I'm really tired today to like look up bad boys facts. And Mark's like, why do you need to look up stuff about the movie? And it's like, that's why we need to look up stuff about the movie, because no one wanted to hear that. You know what? Joe, our boy Joe, Cypher, Pantaleano, I kind of know how to say his last name. Uh, he was also in Risky Business. He stole all Tom Cruise's shit. Remember? And he had to buy it back from him. He stole all of his parents' shit. He was like the hustler who hustled was him. He? Don't you guys remember Risky Business? I mean, I do, but like honestly, all these like old white guys look the same to me. Oh, Joey Pantaleon. Was mm, wasn't he though? Dang. I'm, all right, and I'm looking also because I, I do remember just loving the music, loving the score on this. Yeah. Great what do we music. got? BC Boys? It's well, I'm not talking about like the, the song, and I'm not talking about soundtrack. I'm talking just flat out score. Yeah. Me like too. had some sexy almost like law and order electric guitar mixed in with some orchestra. The opening music sequence was better than any music we heard in any single Tom Cruise movie. (laughs) Just like instantly. It's just like, damn. Yeah. This is how you fucking score a movie. This is how you score a summer blockbuster off the bat. She's anti Han Zimmer. We know that. We know she's anti Han Zimmer. This is Mark Mancina. Mark Mancina. And he did Speed 2. Great job, Mark. 
Yeah, he did Twister. Nice. Tarzan. Nice. He worked with uh, Phil Collins on that bad boy. Okay, Tarzan soundtrack fucking slaps. Like, they did not it. need to go so hard on that movie, and they did. My my boy did Scary Movie 4. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's doing That's good me. stuff. Can I? I know I'm kind of like known for watching all these spoof movies and getting really into them. Do you know what I started watching last night and got like halfway through and it's fucking hilarious. You it's say called, mafia. No, it's okay. called superhero movie. And it's like a, the spoof of superhero movies. Have you seen this? No. <laughs> uh, it has. Who's the Drake and Josh kids? Not Josh Peck. Drake. Oh, yeah. him. He plays like, one. No, no. Drake's like the other one. The skinny one. Drake is playing kind of like a Peter Parker, like gets stung by a wasp and turns into the wasp. Leslie Nielsen is playing Uncle Ben. But then, dude, Tracy Morgan shows up as like as Professor X, but he's sitting on a toilet the whole time instead of a wheelchair. Dude, you got to watch it. We we had a good stretch after, I think, Scary Movie 2, where there was like five of these a month. Yeah, you know, it was like not another like teen movie, not another romance movie. You know, it was just they they hit every genre and subgenre. Yeah, it was great, wonderful time to be alive. All right, well, should I get into Bad Boys and break it down? What's going on here? Yeah, nineteen ninety five film. Like I said, Michael Bay direct. Um, you, you had uh, Jerry Bruckheimer produce. Who was the other producer? Simpson. Don Simpson. And they were notorious. Like uh, they would produce together these huge action movies all the time. Nineteen million dollar budget. Mm, tiny. A hundred and forty one million dollars. It got mixed reviews, but you know, the audience loved it. Hell yeah. You know, the uh, Martin's in it. Um, breaking down this movie. I feel like it's going to be quick. Yeah, it's an action movie, so you it doesn't. It starts off so there's these two police officers. There's Mike Lawrence, who's Will Smith's Larry, Mike Larry, 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 Mike. (laughs) Yeah, that was like a joke I didn't get, but they kept on saying that. You got Mike, who's Will Smith. He's kind of like the suave, single, uh, sexy guy, um, like badass cop. And at first, like he's got like a hundred thousand dollar car or whatever. That's like a big thing in the beginning. At first, Porsche, I got, yeah. and, and I was like, at first, I was like, where's the pay discrepancy? Because Martin's character, Martin Lawrence's character, is not that rich, and it's that he's like, uh, he he has rich parents, yeah. right? And that's that's why he's rich, but he's still a cop. So that's Mike, and then uh, Martin Lawrence plays Marcus, and mm-hmm. he's more he's the family guy, right? He's got uh, the wife, he's got three kids, and he's more of like the comedic relief not sexy. He's the he's the opposite of Will Smith's character. Mm-hmm. But they're both still kind of badass. Like they'll yeah. they're both like it's not like uh Marcus is like afraid to do anything. He'll yeah. He'll still be the like the worst cop in the world. Like <laughs> they, they shoot up Miami. <laughs> yeah. They definitely shot into a restaurant at one point. Yeah. And, and the um, problem is <laughs> and so um the whole it starts off where um, there's a heist of what, you think, what I think is the evidence locker yeah. of the police department in, in Miami. And they take whatever it's like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of heroin out of this rickety locker. Yeah, it seems like not where you should be keeping it. <laughs> so they steal it. And that's the beginning of the movie. And then you got um, 
you got there's like either police officers that they seem more like detectives to me. But, you know, it's one of those movies where it's just like they're you know, narc. They're they work in the narcotics. Division. OK, it's like you guys just get out there and do whatever you want. Basically, that heroin, they they had busted a week ago or something. Or they they caught they they confiscated that heroin and then it got restolen from the police. And basically the captain who cipher is from the matrix is like, you got to get it back. They're going to be breathing down my dick. The FBI and the DEA, they're coming after us. You got th- three days, which then changes to four days later. It's whatever they have. They're like, get this done in a week. Go get the heroin that you already got that. We were so dumb that we put like the oldest motherfucker in the world to guard. And, uh, and it got restolen. Right. So now they have to go find, the people that pulled off this like Ocean's Eleven heist shit with the heroin, right? Um, I guess some of the main twists is one of the guys in that group is like ex-Miami PD, right? Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend or his wife or something still works in the precinct and she's yeah. kind of helping them out. So there's that little twist. Another twist in it is that um, throughout the process, as they're going, they're asking people like, hey, where did this heroin come from? One of Mike's friends, who's a like a lady prostitute. Yep. Um, she gets killed by the gang, the people that stole the heroin and her friend witnessed it. So now they have to keep that witness safe. And by keeping that witness to keep that witness safe, they put her in Mike's apartment and they're going to guard her there. But for whatever reason, because Will Smith's character is like getting drunk or some shit, they have to beat up. Is that what it is? They have to trick her into thinking that Marcus, which is Martin, is Mike. And then that's Mike's apartment. So they do like a swap. They do like a wife swap. Right. Um, Yeah. So Mike, Will Smith, is now living at Marcus's house with his wife and kids. And now Marcus is hanging out with this prostitute's friends. That's also they're trying to keep safe. From, from getting killed from the gang. Um, they find out, they find where the gang is and then they get the heroin back. They shoot up most of fucking Miami. They blow up a ton of shit. And, um, and then they're just like, we're the three amigos. And I don't know, I've never seen these movies. Does she end up being in Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys for Life? Want me to spoil it? Sure. No. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe they were going to do one of those things where like the first scene of Bad Boys 2, she dies or something. Mm. Mm. Which is a shame, man, dude. Tia Leone. Dang, dude. Did you see what she was wearing? That would be so fucking fly right now on anybody. She was hot. <laughs> she was happening. She you really enjoyed like the goth club scene with her, didn't you? A little too like, much. What was she? Was she was wearing those straps all the time? Like, was it like a not overalls? I guess they were kind of overalls. They were like just for show, the straps. They weren't doing anything. They were great. Um, okay. Call me. Oh, but all right. So it starts off with them in a car together, right? Or after this is after the heist, like kind of um, making fun of each other. What's the whole? It's the whole fries bit, right? Yeah, yeah he's eating in his. Starts ex- off with them in the real nice car. Marcus is eating fries. There's no fucking cup holders. It's like this car sucks. I don't care how expensive it is. There's no cup holders. He spills the fries. So they pull over. And so they get like carjacked in that moment where like a hot lady walks by and they're distracted and then a guy walks up with the gun. 
the whole time it's just like them joking just being like oh my god you guys are so stupid like i can't believe you're about to carjack some cops and then the one guy's just like oh you're cops and i'm a stand-up comedian and i suck i need your car and like that was like kind of funny and then they just like beat them up and drive away and honestly it's a completely pointless scene like it adds absolutely nothing to the movie except for like a quick introduction and you know what you can tell it's a pointless scene because they added that movie in they added that scene in after screenings because they're like we need a funnier start right because otherwise the start is just the bad guy stealing the heroin from the precinct which is kind of like whatever it's like Um, a kind of a generic Actually, you know, they're like we need we need like a more comedic start so they literally filmed that scene uh just for that and like i think the porsche might be michael bay's or like he straight up like paid for it for that scene because the studio was not going to pay for it and then like he sold it after the movie oh man we have so much to dig into but I, i'm just gonna say this up top because i want to make sure we are clear on where i stand this is a 10 out of 10 100 out of 100 two thumbs up this movie fucking rules and i was so happy watching it have you disclosed to the audience that we skipped a movie because i'm glad we fucking skipped no a movie. we did it but but maybe we'll get back to it on a patreon episode we just Look, we skipped we made a mistake. <laughs> so yeah. we made a mistake. That's all. Yeah, we this... skipped a nothing movie. You guys don't know it. No one needs to know it. It doesn't impact yeah, it's, anything. It's, it's called. It's this weird. It's called Independence Day. Called, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't even know what it's about. Dude. Yeah, it's called like Made in America. I think there's like a hundred <laughs> movies named that. It's got Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. If you're ever interested. Oh, but it's Ted Danson in blackface. No, it's not. <laughs> Is that the one? No. <laughs> Uh, they might have been dating at the time because I know Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson oh, dated. Eric, have you seen this movie before before we Ever? watched it? Yeah, I've se- I saw it maybe like 10 years ago and it fucking rules. I think I like it even more this time than when I previously saw it. I, I don't know where you guys stand, but this movie, I would declare it a masterpiece. It is so I, I, um, I, this is my first time ever. Like I, I never even see I never see it, seen a piece of it. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of shitty, but I loved it. You know what? I think this movie really has going for it. Is that this was Michael Bay's first feature? He was doing like music videos before this, commercial work before this. So I feel like um, it has all the Michael Bay in it, but it's before anyone would give him a budget, and he could really ruin a movie with who he was. I I you know what I mean? I think. Well, I, I I was reading. I mean, you you do more re- research than I do, but um, Michael Bay like hated the script. The script is yeah, it was and so shit. he was just like improv guys. Okay, improv this shit, and they improved a lot of the dialogue the and a lot of the jokes. Is, okay, so let's get into this. This script was originally written and was going to star Dana Carvey and John Luckwitz. Luck, what's his let's name? Let's go. No, John yes. Lovett. Love John Lovett. Oh, hell John yeah. Lovett. Let's fucking do it. They went to Vegas with Don Simpson. And I guess he's kind of wild. And Dana Carvey was like, fuck this. I'm out. I don't want to be in this. So it like threw a wrench into everything. Because like this movie was like written for two 
like white guys threw a wrench into everything. So then they they got Martin onto the movie and they pitched it to Arsenio Hall, who passed. And it's like one of his biggest regrets that he passed on this movie. They eventually got Will Smith. And then, yeah, the script was just like really bad, written for two white guys. And the studio wouldn't give them money for rewrites. He, like they gave them like $10,000 for rewrites, which like can get you nothing in rewrites. So at the beginning of like each day, he'd be like, okay, guys. So like, how the fuck would you say this? How, you know, what's like a better way to say these lines and do these things. So literally like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence came up with so much of it. They, improv so much of it uh the scene where they get into like a little tiff when they're driving in the car and like they're talking about like you're driving like miss daisy and like they get into a little tiff like he literally told will smith he was like call martin lawrence a bitch before the scene and martin lawrence was like super offended that will smith called him a bitch and so michael bay's like use it use it so like so much of that is like completely like rift and improvise because like in no way was this movie made for two people like will smith and martin lawrence i want to see it with dana carvey and john lovitz mm-hmm. yeah but we're Completely still hilarious we're still way. some of the black jokes in there no. <laughs> just have those two doing yeah. i think i think i was watching this and i think will smith's really good in it compared to the last movies we've been seeing Oh, like he yeah. Will Smith is much he more aged. Will. He's like Will Smith. He yeah. aged up in this. He looks like twenty years yeah. older than the he last. He looks like, more I'm... jacked yeah. in this. He looks less schoolboy. He definitely looks like he'd be like betting bitches. Yeah, like betting bitches. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you guys say that he looks like he'd be betting bitches, and he was. That's his character. Was. She's talking about his character, and like he's still Fresh Prince at this point. But like, you know, this is older, definitely starting to move away from Fresh Prince. Look at what a cuck he's become from where he started. I think, though, watching this, like, obviously, we're going to get into, you know, Will Smith and how he did. I'm watching this and I'm going like, oh, man, like Martin Lawrence is like an A plus. And he's fucking caring. This is like a Martin Lawrence movie. Like, he's just like. Not that Will, like Will Smith's there. Will Smith is Will Smith. He's like, he's like 95% power. But I'm like watching Martin Lawrence. And I'm like, he's already done his like stand up. He's Mm -hmm. like toured. And I'm assuming he had the show at this point. He was on Martin. And I'm just, I'm looking at it. It's like, he's like, he could just like go through the paces and be amazing. Like Martin Lawrence was just amazing. Well, and Will Smith was also playing a little more straight this movie like martin lawrence was the one who could go full tilt comedic right i think the two of them just had like wicked chemistry together i think that they are just they play off each other really well i was reading like an ebert review and he was just like saying how much he didn't like just like you know the script's bad and you know they're just like riffing too much and they're talking too much oh and i was like that was the best parts of like the movie is when the two of them were just talking, like when they're just like arguing with each other, the whole bit of them basically husband swapping was unnecessary, but fucking hilarious. Like Will Smith hanging out with um, 
Martin's wife was so fucking funny. And like, I wanted more scenes of them together when they weren't together. The movie took a drop, but the scenes where they're together. Oh, I could just watch a whole movie of them just like busting balls. Yeah. Okay. To speak to both your points, Mark, you're right on the money. Martin Lawrence, as soon as he was in this movie and like five minutes in, I'm like, we need more Martin. Like, why doesn't he have like 10 movie deals right now happening and just the lead? He's so fucking good. And dudes, I'll say this. I think he's more handsome than Will Smith in this movie. I think Will Smith chisels up and like becomes even more handsome as movies go along. But Martin Lawrence has it going on, man. He looks good. Um, (laughs) I don't want to be like rude to Martin. Like, sure. He's like a handsome guy, but there's a reason he's playing the sexless married guy. Why? Because he's the same height as Mark. (laughs) Oh, and like he looks like he's like a married guy with like a wife who's like too attracted for him. And like they're. Oh, my gosh. Call me, Teresa. Call me. She was gorgeous. Holy shit, dude. I feel like you wanted to fuck most of the people in this movie. They were beautiful. Michael Bay knows how to cast. But dude, that scene at the breakfast table, oh, to speak to Lily's point, yeah, it's like they're having breakfast and then Will Smith shows up and they're just riffing, like annoyed with each other. And you're right. It's like, oh, I could watch an hour of them just like having breakfast, the kids running around, his wife telling him like, God, do this. You got to pick up this. You got I'm just like having such a ball with like fuck grown ups with Kevin James and like. Adam Sandler, give me Chris grown Rock, Rock ups with fucking Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, me throwing like fucking Eddie Murphy in there too. Like that movie would be fucking funny. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, is the uh, so in the beginning, the carjack scene, the carjacking. Oh, is, we're still talking about that. Well, I just is that guy, the carjacker. Is that the Robin Williams ripoff guy from Waterworld? Yeah, that's him, right? That's the crazy guy from Waterworld. Okay, (laughs) but I thought I knew him from somewhere. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say this. This is what I think makes this movie really good. So obviously, it's like a buddy cop movie, um, but it's got like some good edge to it where it's like they'll fucking do. They're not like blundering through things. You know what I mean? Like they look like it's not like a Mr. Gadget where like, oh, they're good where they're doing things by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like stupid moments like this. So at one point they find a dead body, right? They have to go see this guy after the heroin is stolen. And he's, he's fucking dead on his desk. He's real fucking dead. And Martin is so fucking funny in that scene where it's just like, he's gagging. He's just like instantly looks like he wants to fucking vomit. He's like, ugh. Oh, it fucking smells in here. I'm like, this is what every movie needs. Yes, give me a realistic view of when you find a smelly, fat, dead person. This is accurate. Like, that whole scene was hilarious, and he stole it. And, like, immediately you're just like, yes, this is everything I want in a movie. To speak to Mark's point, Mark, you mentioned this earlier, or maybe Lily said this, but the idea of, like, when you do a buddy cop movie or like a movie with two people as the leads, one has to play like the straight guy and the other gets to play like the comedic guy. Both of them are like, obviously Will Smith is probably the more straight of the two. Like he's not as jokey as Martin Lawrence, but both of them are having quips. And usually that dynamic doesn't work because it's just too much. It works here because 
not only are they both funny, but they also both get annoyed of each other. It'd be different, I think, if they were both like laughing with each other in each joke, but they don't even seem to like laugh with each other, just like because they're like making fun of each other. So maybe that's why it works, where they don't need like the uptight. Like, I feel like Danny Glover, he's funny in Lethal Weapon, but he's obviously super uptight compared to like insane mm. Mel Gibson. I, I think what is all right. So uh, what I forgot where I saw this. So Lily might know what I'm talking about, but there was like something about, you know, how there's like alpha males and beta males, right? Where like people are like, oh, I'm an alpha, but that's not like a real thing it, to be like an alpha. And I shouldn't say males because women obviously can do this, too. But like everything's situational. So it's like if you have been a plumber for 30 years in a plumbing situation, you'd be the alpha, right? You'd be like mm-hmm. oh, the person that you're super confident, you know everything. But if you're they're going to put you in front of a piano that you've never touched, now you're the beta, right? So being an alpha or a beta is situational. I think they did that good with this with because like Will Smith is like sexy single guy that's rich. Uh, Martin Lawrence is normal or kind of like doofy uh, married guy that's not getting any sex. So when the situation that they're in calls for the sexy single guy to be the Mm, one that's being made fun of, then it's situational. Martin could be the straight guy. And then, you know, when it's a situation where Martin's going to be funny, then Will Smith can be it just it's all situational. And they I think they played that correctly. I also feel like it just reads more like an actual friendship where like if you've known someone your whole life, they're going to fucking annoy you. But then they're going to come over in the morning for breakfast and, you know, you guys are going to have like a quick tiff and then all of a sudden go into being like, but I fucking love you. You're great, man. You know, I feel like it read a lot more like a genuine friendship as where I feel like sometimes when people script write friends, it's it always comes off like a little awkward because like a friend will say some real fucked up shit to you and they're not going to laugh after they say it. Like, (laughs) they're just going to say something really rude to you and it's going to be to make themselves laugh. And then you're going to say something really rude to them to make yourself laugh. And then you're both just going to like move on with your day and you're not going to, you know what I mean? No one's going to apologize. No one's going to laugh. You're just kind of like there to like razz each other and probably actually be annoyed with them. You both keep saying that Martin Lawrence is the poor one or doesn't have money. Did you see how big his fucking house was okay. in Miami? But compared to compared to Will Smith, Will Smith is supposed to be like a trust fund baby. Also, just a heads up, Michael Bay's like film realities aren't real reality where he'll like portray like the poor suburban family in like a two million dollar house. Like, okay. you know, I mean, isn't that like, just like Hollywood? Generally right, so, speaking? But Michael Bay, though. All right. I don't know. I, like, I know we I do know, have to get into the Bay of it all. Yeah, don't we? So, so Michael Bay, though, I was thinking as watching this because it's like it was there was a lot of Michael Bay shots. They didn't do the famous one. He always does. The oh, movie. they did. They Where did. they circle around the two. Yeah, yeah. OK. All right. So he did his shot. But also in the beginning, in the heist, like every camera angle, it's like he fuck it. It's like it's on one of Obama's death drones. Like it's just like scooping through people. And it's it's like very Michael Bay, right? Very Michael Bay. The explosions are very Michael Bay. They had the sepia tones at points that were Michael Bay. The shootouts were Michael Bay. But I got to say what might have been because I've watched like Transformers. I've watched the Ninja Turtles. What helps this might be that it is direct Ninja Turtles, by the way. 
Oh, he didn't. Oh, okay, yeah, well, so Transformers. It. Yeah. Um, who did the new Ninja Turtles? Uh, the new Ninja Turtles was okay. So the sequel was by a guy. I think his name is something Green, which is kind of funny because there's Ninja Turtles in it. Um, and then, and then okay, the, was okay, the talking. <laughs> and then the first one was directed by the guy who made. I don't know, but it okay. was Michael Bay. Okay, so, so <laughs> it was Michael, Bay. Michael Bay. No, right. he produced it. He produced e- it. Either way. Okay. So Michael, these Michael Bay films, and I, I didn't like Transformers. When I watched it, I was like, this is like just a mess. It's Did you see like, the first Transfor- Transformers? Well, I, like, I, I like the first one. I like like Shia LaBeouf and stuff. I like that, but I'm talking about like the action scenes. The action scenes are, are a wreck. They're just yes. a mess to me. I can't follow what's happening. because, yes. But... I feel like this felt like a Michael Bay movie, but what helped is that there was no CGI in it. Mm. And maybe that's what he needs. He needs like one restraint where it's like, hey, bro, you can't do CGI, but keep filming your fucking films, but you can't do CGI. Like, I like that there was chase scenes with weird vehicles like Terminator style. Mm. Like, I, uh, I, I enjoyed everything, and I think it helped that there was no CGI in it. I think what I... Because I'm not like a big Michael Bay fan. Like it's too much for me. Like he's just like so on the extreme of action over any kind of content. Um, But I think what did help him, this is his first one. So he didn't have as big of a budget. He uh, this is his only movie that's under two hours, which I feel like was also helpful because honestly, I could have shaved off another like five to ten minutes if I'm being perfectly honest, like, I feel like this helped him keep concise. You know, we only had so many irresponsible explosions. And I feel like that's what he needs. Cause I feel like sometimes his movies, he's just, he's doing everything. And when you're doing everything, it, it's hard to care about anything. So I feel like it was to his benefit, but I do know he is like pretty unhappy with a lot of it. Like the car chase scene, which I love that he's unhappy with because, like, it's a fucking car chasing. Like, they're never that good unless it's, you know, the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Um, car chasing just kind of suck. And he doesn't like that one. And he actually paid for the last action sequence because the studio wasn't going to. So he cut a check for $25,000 so they could film it. So, like, you know, kudos to him that he just, like, believes in his shit that much. That he was like willing to fund it. Speaking of drones, Michael Bay just had a movie release into theaters recently called Ambulance. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer. Oh yeah, I, it's, it's, isn't it like doing all right or got like okay reviews? Yeah, people who seem to be into it. But one of the things is he is, which we really got to dig deep into Bay. So he's like Lily said, a max. Like he's like a filmmaker to the max. He goes for the biggest shots, the biggest whatever like it has to be everything has to be like turned up to 100 anyway so for this movie he's like how do i innovate action because it's about an ambulance that bank robbers use to get away from a heist so it's like one long car chase so he found these like 19 year old kids who knew how to fly like drones into like tight spaces and like through car windows while they're like moving at 100 miles per hour and he's like oh okay you're gonna help me shoot my movie and just had them on set fucking like tons of drones just like going over buildings through cars under cars like and i'm like i need to watch this movie now (laughs) 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 it sounds insane but um yeah 
Lily already mentioned this, Michael Bay, he came from commercials, he came from music videos. And the skill set you learn, especially in commercials, is how the fuck do you tell a story in 10 seconds? How do you tell a story in 30 seconds? And what you end up doing is you have to like put the most bang for your buck in every frame, like you because you they have to know exactly what's going on. So he has like a famous got milk commercial that he did that people were obsessed with. And it's like literally every shot has to tell the story that here's this person who just ate like a dry piece of bread. They need milk badly and they're out of milk. And it's the most like dramatic commercial you've ever seen. And he tells, tells a full story. What I think Michael Bay does is he does that for every moment of his film. He's just like every 30 seconds is like a commercial that he's trying to get mm-hmm. across everything. Did you see this shot where like Will Smith picks up a phone and it's just like an extreme close up on a fucking phone. Like just in a police station, you're just like, what is going on? This is awesome. <laughs> and it's so funny because he's often accused of being like juvenile. And it's just like, you make movies for 14 year old boys, which he's often admitted. He's like, yeah, that's exactly who I make movies for. That's yeah. why I cast like Megan Fox. That's why I cast like, I mean, in this movie, when you're in the gym scene, like the biggest bodybuilders I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> but they're all women. I don't know if you guys know that either. That gym is just filled with just like buff, gorgeous women in the background. And then Martin just like fucking up on all of the gym equipment. Yeah. So here's the insane thing. I think <laughs> the, the point I'm trying to make, and I'm not the first one to say this, he is an auteur at the end of the day because he has a distinct style. You know, a Michael Bay film mm. when you see it, whether you agree that like it's good content, it's all mindless in, in aspects, but like no one's shooting shit the way he shoots it. He has Thanks, such boy. a distinct style and it's like a vernacular. We use it as a verb. We say like, oh, this movie is very like Michael Bay or like it has yeah. like Michael Bay action and stuff. So it's like I, you got to give the man credit for that, for having such a distinct style. Again, whether you can like say the pros and cons of that style, but I don't know, a part of me, I think, Mark, you made the good point. No CGI is a good thing because it just feels so grounded and real. I sometimes feel like he does get lost in the Transformer shit. Um, But the other thing is this guy is so inspired by Tony Scott. Like this feels like Top Gun, those sunset shots. Mm-hmm. The colors know, were so warm. Yeah. Yeah. Tone and Tony Scott's another guy who went off the fucking deep end in a good way because Tony Scott would go on to do like Domino and all those really weird, like 2000 movies that like the editing so fucked up and crazed and like frames are flashing by like, Oh, this shots could be like 0.4 frames. <laughs> this shots could be like, it's like, what is happening? These people are on drugs. Um, so my point is, I think Michael Bay was very inspired by Tony Scott. Here's the other thing. If you two have Netflix still, watch the first five minutes of Six Underground. Is that what it was fucking called with Ryan Reynolds or Six Underground? So Six Underground was a Michael Bay film that went direct to Netflix, and it has the most juvenile plot where it's like six mercenaries fake their death to create like a ghost vigilante like squad to take down terrorists like the government can't take down. It's like four 14-year-old boys. The first five minutes of the film, it feels like Picasso made it or some abstract artist (laughs) made it. It's like cubism because he is doing shots that last, like, I swear to God, (laughs) they go by so quick. You think you dreamt it. in (laughs) It's fucking insane. And it's like a car chase. He's making an action movie, but this guy is like painting with like insane brushstrokes. So like, watch that because the man is fueled by like 
the Californian sun. Um, I don't know. That's a new type of I... Coke you huff into your asshole. <laughs> With that California sun. <laughs> so I got you. I gotta love him. And I gotta give him all the praise I, for being. Wait, like, I'll say this about Michael Bay. Not like a fan of like his movies generally, his style, but like. The man can make a summer blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not making a movie I want to watch in the winter, but he's definitely making a movie where it's like, fuck yeah, it feels like fucking summer. Let's watch some shit explode. So yeah. I mean, you have to give him credit. Like Bad Boys is just like that is a summer blockbuster. And like if you want to make a summer blockbuster, he really is like a pretty good go-to guy. You're not gonna get a lot of content. That you care about, but that's fine because you're there to fuck around with your friends. You're there to make out. You're there just to have a good time. You're not there to like, you know, have your heart changed by a movie. Sometimes it's nice just to have not I I not that one's an answer to the other one, but like, and I know these aren't. I guess the Transformers could almost be like superhero movies, mm-hmm. but it's kind of nice to have like an answer or an opposite to um the Christopher Nolan Batman's. It's like, can't we just like just fucking enjoy ourselves and yeah, you know what I mean? Like, does everything have to be like? I feel like Bad Boys is Michael Bay to like his best though because I feel like there's a really perfect balance of the action to the comedy. Like, you know, say like we move into the Transformers. Shia LaBeouf's like hilarious, but it's not as funny you know what i mean mm-hmm. bumblebee's fine but he's also like fucking cgi like so how funny can he they be? get the racist ones don't they the twins yeah there's a couple of racist yeah there's robots. there's some bad <laughs> shit in there but you know i feel like this this is what i want like if a movie's not gonna have much of a plot if it's just gonna be like hey this is a cop movie let's find who stole the heroin and honestly at the end of the day i'm still mostly very confused about like who these bad guys were they never get into it they're not like these are yeah. russian this is the cartel they're just like guys who gives a fuck these are some dudes who stole some coke and he had an accent and some heroin and they're gonna die don't worry about it so i feel like this was like if there's not a lot of story there yes make it funny as fuck give me some explosion i would like watching this shit though i would say more credit to will smith and martin lawrence because the plot is the, the like the plot is like a fucking tv plot yeah, this is some TV show bullshit. What's that? You guys have to swap homes. That is some sitcom ass bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's a 30 minute episode <laughs> yeah. of these people have to pretend like they're he's living. He's living with his partner's wife and he not, and the guy with the wife is now pretending he's single. And then at the end of the day, they see that they, they shouldn't Freaky Friday or whatever. That's like a lot of the shit in this is sitcom but Will Smith and it's just fun to watch Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Yeah. This movie could have gone much more sideways oh. with a different lead actors. Yeah. Like <laughs> data Carvey and John Lovitz. Um, I also Woo! do love in the begin beginning ish. Um, so what's his name? Martin Lawrence's character. Marcus is in bed with his wife and bragging <laughs> about his boner. Right. Mm, yep. <laughs> Cut to two seconds later, all three kids just jumping onto his yeah. lap in the bed. I'm like, Jesus, fucking kid's gonna, kid's gonna get an eye poked out there. <laughs> sprayed that ankle. was realistic, though. That was honest. Um, I did love the ongoing joke of how he 
is not getting any sex. Like that really cracked me up too much. Okay. I'm going to tell you my least favorite and my most favorite scene. Not most favorite, but one of my more favorite scenes in this movie is I really was not a huge fan of like the goth nightclub, mostly because I was just like, this is not furthering the plot. We don't fucking need to be here. You know what I mean? Like this bitch could just walk outside. They could just figure out where Mike's apartment is. Like, I don't need her showing up at the goth club where the bad guys are for them to be like, there she is. Chase her, whatever. So it felt like just kind of like a waste of my time, that scene. But I will say this. I did really enjoy when they did um, almost like the Romeo and Juliet scene where Marcus is just getting the living shit beat out of him in the bathroom. But you can see it all happening through the big fish tank. And Mm. Wilson's character characters there just like taking a drink and looking at some honeys. And then like finally like the fish tank breaks but it just like really made me laugh because it really just made me think of Romeo and Juliet which I don't I feel like that probably came out after this right that's also but like either way it just like made me laugh that was also like something that um like comedically Conan O'Brien when he wrote for the Simpsons he was famous for which was something serious happening in the foreground and then in the background is something hilarious happening Mm. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet didn't come out until 96. So they ripped. Michael so maybe Bay they off. ripped off bad boys. I I got some questions now. Bass, call us. Let us know. Did you rip off bad boys? Yes. Yeah, that's why I enjoyed. Sam, uh, I'm glad you brought up the script because I think it does. I, I'm going to give it credit. Dude, at one point, this is how kind of bad the script is. At one point. They refer to the bad guys as the bad guys. <laughs> like, you got to go get the bad guys. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I, mean, I, knew, I, mean. I knew who they were talking about. So we're good. <laughs> but I will give the smallest of credits to the script because you have the A plot, which is get the heroine back. And then you do have the B plot, which is, oh, we have to protect this woman who's like witness protection now because she was the witness to this murder and they're going to come after her. Thank God they fucking did that. Otherwise, the whole movie would be them going after the heroine with nothing happening in the second act. And I know you were saying sitcom, dude, the whole wife swap thing and like all the shenanigans almost remind me of like bits from Singing in the Rain, just like goofy comedy bits of yeah. like, I, I loved all the pictures of like one. Why does Will Smith have so many pictures of himself in his? Oh, own yeah. What the fuck? Like that is bizarre. Okay. Ebert okay. tried to bring that. He's like, that it's like a plot hole. Why would this guy have all these pictures in his house? But it's like, because he's just like an egomaniac. Like, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. And the fact that he's just like, oh, yeah, every picture's for every time he saved me. Like, that shit was funny. And okay, I don't know. when the white, when he calls oh, yeah, his yeah. wife and he just hears, Mike, put it back in. I can't believe I let you see it. Like, <laughs> that's just so funny. And then they're like fighting in a kiddie pool. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So he, or so Marcus pretending to be Mike is trying to save whatever that bitch's name is. The white lady. Oh, Julie, Julie, he's trying to save her freaking bazookas going off in an apartment. And as they're running away, she's like, my dog Dookie, we got to get Dookie. And so it's like, they're running away, trying not to get shot, but he's also like picking up dogs and like trying not to like step on these like mm. itty bitty dogs. Like it was like, so 
unnecessary for this chick to have puppies for whatever reason but it just like added such like a great stupid goofy moment to it i think and i think that's michael bay just being more stuff like if if we can have more stuff happening what can we do give her a dog and the dog's shitting everywhere and this is going on i think mike's pissed (laughs) yeah just like busy it dude oh my god when the dogs are like shitting all over his apartment (laughs) and yeah will smith has to pretend that it's not his place and he's just like that see that's good comedy that's so good um but to go back to a Michael Bay, just like busying his frames and every nothing can be normal. It always has to be abnormal. There's the classic sequence in any buddy cop movie where the captain, who's always angry and always like eating Tums, mm. he's like screaming at them. And where do they stage this scene? Because he's like really pissed that they fucked up something. It's not in an office. It's not sitting down in a desk. It's not like in the jail cell. The basketball part. It's in a basketball oh, yeah. court. And <laughs> the captain's like missing every shot. And there's like <laughs> shots of his like Michael Jordan shoes. And it's just like. Him, this he's is like really missing the shots. Really like extremely missing the shots. And it's like, what nightmare am I in right now? Like this scene is happy. He's like berating them, but also trying to play basketball. But I think that's Michael Bay being like, you can see that whole scene being a commercial for something. It's like, whittle it down. Everyone needs to be doing something. We're not going to all be sitting at desk fucking talking. We're going to be like moving dynamic. And so like, he's always doing something crazy in the camera. Okay. Also, there was something super hilarious about like this older white guy just eating shit at basketball while yelling at these like two black guys like that in and of itself is like a great fucking joke we we brought up like you know they're just always shooting up shit which is just fucking great there's like no regard to anybody just like blowing through fucking like my like his apartment they like just blow it through that there's like just families and stuff around they're shooting shit but i do appreciate that Everybody in the movie is unapologetically like blowing holes through shit and killing each other. Like they're fine with just killing people. Like they they joke about their body count in the movie. Like <laughs> I've killed this many people. We're like, oh, like it's like a thing where like Marcus is always telling like Mike, like geez, like yeah. you kill too many people. Yeah, and it's a three day span, and like uh, Will Smith has killed seven people. There's like cops that would retire after that and have PTSD and smack their kids around for the rest of their their, their lives. Not them, but at least it's consistent. It's like it's just like playing Grand Theft Auto or something. Like at least it's, the tone of that is consistent through the whole fucking thing, where it's just like the Wild West. Yeah. And also they pay it off because the ending, you think there's like a moral thing they're trying to get to. They finally cornered the bad guy. He's on his back, but they specifically shoot him through the leg to just wound him because he's going to get served justice. And this motherfucker is going to prison. They're good. And Marcus keeps going. He's not worth killing. Yeah, he's don't shoot him, man. He's not worth <laughs> Man, Bill's just got bloodlust. too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's on his back and they got the gun point on him. And even Will Smith says something like, yeah, I shot you like, but this is just me getting started and we're going to put you in prison or whatever the fuck he says. And you're like, oh, okay. These two guys who have body counts or whatever, maybe are the bad boys are still cops at the end of the day. And it's justice that's going to serve. But dude, they light up that bad guy. And fucking fucking, the bad guy does something slick where he tries to shoot them with like a Derringer in his fucking sock or whatever. And then, yeah, Will Smith turns around and pumps like 10 bullets into them. And I'm but, like, 
damn, okay. They didn't <laughs> learn anything. <laughs> I mean, not to try to bring reality into a Michael Bay movie. You, they really should have handcuffed him. Okay, okay. check for a gun or something. No, if we want to bring reality into a Michael Bay movie, I got two great instances. So way at the beginning when they find the dead body, these fuckers are touching everything. They're moving his arms. They're looking at documents. Not a glove in fucking sight. Yeah. Then the second one, you know what, Eric, you brought it up. You're like, oh, freaking Marcus is acting like he lives paycheck to paycheck, but he's living in this like big old beautiful house. Guess what, Eric? The house isn't that expensive because there's a motel directly fucking next oh, to it. Oh, that threw me off. Yeah, oh, like yeah. For the, I was like, are they in Marcus's <laughs> house? Like, why is there a motel directly next to what looks like a home in a neighborhood? So, right, that's why he could afford it, Eric. Dang, um, okay, yeah, you're right. He's got this fucking slum motel next door. I feel like either of you could answer this question for me or maybe just not know what the fuck I'm talking about. But the meth chemist, is he the brother from Grounded for Life? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I knew that curly hair. He sure is. But again, going back to that almost like juvenile thing, it's like, okay, we need chemists in the scene. So put them in big white lab coats, give them glasses and like a bow tie. He looks like the villain. He looks like um, Baxter Stockman from the Ninja Turtle games who turns into the fly. Like, it's like, oh, chemist. So he has to look like a mad scientist. Oh, there was like Bunsen burners. Helpful, like, I'll say this. If- <laughs> I wouldn't like if. He was not like that. And it wasn't like Dexter's laboratory. If you've been like, was there a chemist in this movie? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, they, I don't know how to make a meth laboratory or whatever, <laughs> whatever. Cooking, but um, it looked like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from uh, from Arthur. Like the, oh, the yeah. once and burners bubbling and yeah. stuff. Isn't that how you caught heroin, guys? Um, OK, here's my question. Why? Why the fuck did we have the other two buddy cops? Oh, the Mexicans. Or the oh, Latino. I love them. Spanish did you ones. guys not like them? Uh, no, like they were fine. They just like they were in the beginning of the movie for a hot second. Uh, sharing blows. They are in the end of the movie for half a second sharing blows where it's like we didn't see them for the whole middle of the movie. But then right at the end, it's like they call them they're like, hey, man. Just to let you know what we're about to do might get you killed. And they're just like, fuck it. Let's go. And it's like, where where have you I, been? Like, they just seem so pointless to me in the movie where they should have utilized them more and had more of like, like, it's us two against those two. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get as many bodies. Like they want their like body a, count higher. I don't know. Like Miami PD's fucked like, up. Man. Like a competition or something, or just like fucking drop them. It was just so bizarre because they tried to show that they had like, like oh, obviously there is something here. Like we're sharing blows back and forth, but then it's just like, but also we're just like not going to have you in. Most I of think the it game. was yeah. That, that kind of threw me off because it's like I guess you could utilize those characters because like you know martin and will smith they're supposed to be the bad boys Mm -hmm. and you could be like well these are how real cops would act Mm, right but they really didn't do any of that and the captain i know he yells at them but he's for the most part giving the bad boys a blank check to go fuck shit up get this fucking heroin before the fbi is breathing down my neck you are getting it wrong 
he does not care about the fucking FBI. He cares about Sinclair broadcasting. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in trouble, but he's giving them carte blanche. Like, go out there, fuck shit up. Just bring that heroin back. So, like, it's like nobody's really giving them too much shit. Those Mexican dudes, those Mexican cops aren't really the good guys or, you know, they're not like the good cops. In fact, the the captain makes them the 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 like Latin cops, the Martin and Will Smith's bitches. He's like, you listen to them. And it's like, I don't know why they were fucking there. I don't know what, what the point. Of I have was. the answer. I have the answer. Let's hear ready, it. Ready for this. So we've already established that Michael Bay is an extremist and nothing can be subtle. Someone made a great point, And I'm, I think it's like that YouTube channel. Everything's a painting. Um, did a Michael Bay episode. Oh, every frame of painting. Oh yeah. Every frame of painting. Exactly. And he was showing like the ending to the movie Fargo where it's like a couple, the r- good doers, like in their bed, like, and just like at the end of a crazy tale of Fargo, it's like about their relationship and what's important. It's a very like simple shot. Michael Bay does something similar in his movie, like the two people who are like good finally come together and like justice is served, except they're sitting like on a dock with like a giant boat fucking zooming by and it's like fireworks <laughs> in the background. Like it's not subtle. So my theory about the two Hispanic cops. And any other movie, they would be out of focus in the precinct, like in the background, and maybe have one line where they hand documents to like Will Smith and Martin <laughs> Lawrence. But because Michael Bay's an extremist, he's like, oh, you know, those characters that are like out of focus, like in movies that just kind of like have one or two lines. I'm going to put them in the foreground and they're going to like have a bunch of lines and have bit parts because the man can't help himself. So that's that's my my theory. That's fair. <laughs> um, we, I'm I'm a little disappointed in us that we haven't talked about it yet. But Will Smith's running scene with the open shirt. So good. Is that the foot chase? Yeah. yeah. I looked fantastic. That foot chase, it really triggered something in me where I looked up the trope of a foot chase mm. because I feel like, like there was just something triggered me. I was like, this is hitting a lot of things I've seen before. It, and it was mainly I was looking for a word or looking for a phrase to describe a foot chase, and this happens in a lot of movies. It happens in The Matrix. It happens in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, where you're scene changing. Mm. It happens in Blink 182's uh, What's My Age Again, or whatever. Or all the small things. Yeah, we're just like, you're running, mm-hmm. but you're going through a hair salon, and now you're going through somebody's house, yeah. and, and you're just going through all this scenery. And there's, it's like a thing. I, I, I don't know if there's an exact word, but it's like multiple things, multiple like f- tropes of a foot chase were in that scene. Like the, the ending up in like a, what's it called? Uh, a harem, like mm-hmm. ending up in like a brothel and then yeah. being distracted by the beautiful women. It happens in Aladdin. Yeah. It happens in this one. It happens in Ferris Bueller when he like, he was the- in a harem. Well, he he goes into a lady's backyard and she's sunbathing and he goes, hey, I'm I'm Ferris. How are you doing? Yeah. No, but then this one, he goes into like the old was it a salon or something yeah. or he goes into. No, no, he goes into <laughs> a no, 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 not the hair slide. He goes into another one where there's like ladies that are like getting dr- undressed or something. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a quick scene, okay. but it's just like uh, and th- then I just like reading deeper into it. Not that this one that it's in this movie, but there's ones where like. You stop the chase at wa- at water, 
Mm. You know, like at a waterfall, like in the fugitive type of thing. And I mm. guess there's just like all these tropes of foot chases. Huh. And this one just it, it hit a bunch of them. In this, here. Was, did, this did feel like a very classic. Like foot chase, like just, if you were going to show like, hey, this is typically what a foot chase would look like in an action movie. I, this was a pretty good one. Um, You know what? I'm going to give this to Will Smith. Michael Bay wanted him to have his shirt off completely for this scene. And I don't know why. But he was like, no, I'll only do it with an open shirt. And I don't know. I feel like the open shirt gave a different swagger. And I liked it because I think it would have been odd if his shirt was just fully off. Just like, wh- why? Why wouldn't your shirt be on? Yeah, he's way sexier open shirt. That was yeah. cool. It I, looked great. It really did. I just wonder where it came from. That's all. Oh, the like, foot chase? If it's like, uh, I don't know. Who's the, who, I like, think it's like a way a chaplain thing or something like it's like an old school movie thing. Mm. Of I mean, as you're running. And I also think it's old- like a great way to have like some like comedic effect through something. Yeah. Like if you're just watching somebody run, that can be very fucking boring. So you better have just like quick little um, like almost like platforms like, OK, first he's running through the barbershop, then he's running through the dog park. And then you know what I mean? Like you have to have like stop sets to know where you are throughout it. Here's my guess. I think it's an evolution of those old black and white noirs um, and the scenes they would do in those. So like Fritz Lang's M or even the third man where it's like in those movies, it wasn't a chase necessarily. It was like, Oh, there's a spy in this alley. I'm going to go down that alley. But then like you turn a corner and like a dog jumps out at you and barks and like catch your breath. And it's like, okay, I got to keep moving. Oh, I hear footsteps behind me. And so those were really methodical, like tense spy scenes. And I bet that's just the evolution where it's like, Oh, instead of walking, what if they were running? Oh, instead of turning a corner and running to a dog, what if they went to a harem or whatever, like into a strip club, like, I, I think that's where it started. Yeah, it reminds me too of like, um, I felt like in a comedic sense, the like the Keystone Cop like door bullshit. Oh yeah, Benny Hill or Benny Hill. Yeah, where they're like constantly going through different doors and yeah. all that crap. I'm sure it's also just an evolution of the fact that so when you used to do like someone running, they were standing in place when you were filming it. And so I'm sure it just like whenever you got to finally get to like moving cameras where someone could actually run not in place that that just like slowly evolved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, we don't have to just like do this in front of a screen. We can go do this out in the street. So someone's probably like, well, if we can do it in front of a street, why can't we do it in a barn and then into a creek? Like just someone like pushing how much you could run with a camera in tow. Hmm. Can I bring up a plot hole, Mark? Sorry, I know it looks. No, like go it. ahead. <laughs> this is going back to the foot chase. So, also, this is a cliche of foot chases. Somehow, the bad guys that are not athletically at all in shape and mm-hmm. also are carrying the hostage now, Tia Leone, which is extra baggage that's going to slow you down. Somehow, they're always a hundred yards ahead, even though Will Smith is running so fucking fast. He can like break the sound barrier. Like these guys are somehow they got a head start. But I, what I saw, okay, do you guys remember the one bad guy who was like fat, maybe sixty-two years old, and he was the one looking at Tia Leone. I can say that's Italian, the fat Dago guy. (laughs) Yeah, and he's the one who's got the gun at Tia Leone, and she like puts him off and is like, "Right on this or whatever." He was great. 
he's running in that scene and dude he is doing like kind of like a fast walk and he's kind of <laughs> and it's like yeah he's 62 years old pushing 240 and like not looking great and somehow yeah. he's just kind of like jogging along he I'm- did there are a lot of plot holes like that yeah I, I mean he did the ultimate though the one of the most truthful horny angry guy thing okay which is like kind of hit on what's i forget her name julie or julie he hits on her and then she gives him the business and he then so he's obviously attracted to her but then she kind of gives him shit because you know she's a fucking hostage (laughs) and he calls her a blue-eyed bitch (laughs) i wrote what so horny angry well she said something too he's like oh I'll lick those sweaty feet or something weird to her. And she's like, ew. And she's like, oh, you blue eyed bitch. And then another thing that Fat Dago does, which I love <laughs> is so they're in a shootout. Yeah. Right? Will Smith, Martin Lord, like the cops versus the bad guys. There's people shooting at each other. Yeah. The Fat Dago is shooting people. The Fat Dago's being shot at. But then he sees Will Smith with a with a shotgun and he looks and he goes, Holy shit. And it's like, <laughs> holy shit, you everybody's got a gun, bro. Why is it that, why are you so surprised that Will Smith has a gun? Yes, everybody's shooting it. Holy shit. It's like everybody has a gun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of plot holes, guys. Why is it that in the beginning of the movie, when the the big heroin people go to you know confront the ex-cop who helped them steal the heroin and he's he stole a little for himself surprise stole surprise a brick, yeah they go there to kill him to find out he's got a prostitute with him they use a pillow to cover <sighs> the gun when they shoot her shoot her dead take the pillow away and then just shoot off like 40 more bullets. And it's like, well, why did you fucking use a pillow to begin with? The pillow made it louder too. It doesn't seem like you wanted (laughs) this to be quiet. And then that Julie bitch jumps into what I can only assume is at most a seven foot deep pool. And even the villains are like, holy shit. I can't believe she jumps. Who is she? she like they thought, ninety feet in the air. Those people in that movie were just like they thought they were now in a spy movie. Like they were like, <laughs> this is Mission Impossible. <laughs> Who the fuck is this spy bitch? And then Mark is just shot twice in the dick, and he's sprinting faster than the Fat Dago. Okay, he's sprinting quicker. <laughs> Martin is shot. He is shot in the leg. I hope his dick works. Shot in the leg. He is picking up Julie and sprints. Fucking. Mike gets shot with I'm pretty sure a bulletproof vest on which is maybe confusing because I think he had just been shirtless and he's just like on the ground for the longest time like oh oh." it's like god damn it maybe you're right Eric and Martin Lawrence is the way to go because he'll keep fucking going even once he's been shot yeah my man is great and going back to her jumping from like an eight story building into (laughs) A fucking seven foot pool. <laughs> you are right. The bad guys break character because he just has the most odd character. She's like, I can't believe she survived that. I'm like, this guy know the camera's rolling. This is crazy. It was <laughs> like honestly, in that moment, I was like, I kind of want this movie too. We're just like for a quick second, they're just like, they're just stunned. They're just impressed. It's like, 
holy shit i can't believe she did it who is she and the guy's like why'd you let her get away and they're like dude she jumped into a pool this bitch is crazy also i've never seen a movie utilize barrels of ether so yep. much there's just like this like this whole thing it's like donkey kong country there's like hundreds of these bot- barrels of ether that are constantly being shot and exploded and it's like the main explosion at the yes. end and shit i don't know what ether is i didn't know it's <laughs> I didn't even know it was flammable. It's just it's blowing everybody up. Ether to me is how you gain your 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 magic power in Final <laughs> Fantasy. He took Michael Bay took less money to make this movie, but I think the way they paid him was an ether stock. Oh, what the fuck is ether? Like I've heard nitrous oxide for gasoline, kerosene, uh, ether. What the fuck is a barrel of ether? Yeah, you know, well, maybe it's something that makes that big boom. <laughs> Remember when he was he was literally throwing them out of the back of the truck yeah. like Donkey Kong, like literally just like chucking barrels at the back of a truck, hoping that they would explode. Like, Please why did them. that? OK, but why did that ice cream van have them? They were cooking the meth with it or whatever. Right. Yeah, it was it was in the meth truck, which, by the way, the news caught both Martin Lawrence, Will Smith blowing those guys up. They (laughs) roasted in their car, like specifically Michael Bay showed like how the car was on fire before it exploded, which is like an insane thing to do to be like, this thing's already on fire and I'm going to blow it up. But the Um, news didn't seem to care that the car had exploded and was like just focusing on the two of them, like arguing in the street. And also, I don't know if you guys noticed they brought up like Sinclair broadcasting several times. Like, I don't know what Michael Bay's thing against Sinclair is, but he hates them because like they didn't care about the DEA. They didn't care about the FI. All they cared about was like the media finding out Sinclair, Sinclair, weird, bad guy. Um, Can I bring up a Michael Bay quote that came out just not too long ago, maybe a few weeks ago about bad boys? Mm, Yeah. Variety, that's where I'm reading from, uh, was asking uh, Michael Bay about bad boys. And he said, Sony didn't believe in the movie because two black actors don't sell overseas. They had no faith in it. That's straight from Michael Bay. I mean, yeah, 100%. And he says he only had $9 million to make the movie, which might be even less than what's on online. He said nine. Which he that, said he said other amounts before though. He says like he said 12 before. I think online it's slated as like 19 million. He proved them wrong, man. I'm so glad Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are in it. And can I bring up one last? Maybe this is too deep to get into, no, and we don't have a lot of time, but uh Michael Bay, right? Clearly he like, okay, we need an 18-year-old in high school, so we're going to cast a Victoria's Secret model who's like 29, right? And just be like, you know, his male gaze is obviously very telling, and he just goes for it. But other people hide that male gaze within their action summer blockbusters. Look, I love the Star Trek movies, I, the J.J. Abrams ones. I think they're fucking amazing. But there's like unnecessary, just like, oh, Yahura is like, stripping for some reason and like the camera's like ogling her ass or whatever and you're like this is kind of weird or even captain kirk sleeping with like twin aliens and you're like what? oh yeah 
You're like, what the fuck's that going on? <laughs> but I feel like people would look to those movies and be like, oh, they're classier. They're not as juvenile and they're not as like um, male gazy as something like a Michael Bay film. I think Michael Bay, like, yes, you can maybe call him problematic, especially those Transformers films, which we already addressed. It like, can get problematic, but that dude doesn't hide like what he's doing. So it's just like can be talked about where other fucking slick Ricks are like trying to hide it within their movies. So I feel like again, I'm as slick as you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what Eric's saying. No, he just he's he's just unapologetic he owns, about he it. He's just that. like, yeah, this is what it's gonna be, you know? Yeah. Like let's not bullshit. Let's let's I let's not um you know question the audience's intelligence. Like yeah, let's pretend like it's not what I'm not is. making high art, like yeah. I'm making yeah. what you want to watch. Agreed. I mean a hundred percent bad boys For is life? a fucking slam. <laughs> It's amazing yeah. and it 100% makes sense that this is the movie that just like sends Will Smith I to films. The, I think the next one is because I think this one, I'm just like, we hardly talked about Will Smith. It was like Martin Lawrence, blowing Martin Lawrence. What, what we got next coming up, Independence Day. Okay, but and I'm just saying. Black. Are you an Independence Day without bad boys? I like. No, no, absolutely. You know not. what I mean? I don't think he could have gone from six degrees to Independence Day. No, yeah. I don't think so either. You know what I also, mean? I feel like uh, this movie, it's like it cements him like he's funny. But I think what Will Smith needed, he didn't need people to know he's funny. People already knew he was funny. They need to know that he could be like fucking hot and like a leading man. And I feel like because he plays this one a little bit straighter, he finally achieved that where it's like, damn, this is Will Smith all grown up. He's no longer the Fresh Prince. All right. Well, we got to go. But Independence Day coming up. So nice. and, and Men in Black after that. Can't all wait. right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Um, well, I got you on the phone, dudes. Are you able to go to a Tuesday night screening of Top Gun? Yeah. 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 Because there's like the advanced secret screening that I did with Batman for Top Gun. So we can go before all the mutants yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Do it. Let's do that. All right. That'd oh, be yeah, just, just like give us the date. All right. And then we have to do the podcast directly after it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you saw eat some of your milkshakes. All right. It's going to kick us off. But yeah, all right. Sounds good. Yeah. See buy them and then tell us what to Venmo you. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye.